right, welcome back into the Plank Show with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank, and we're pumped to be joined to kick off hour number two by the head softball coach of the University of Oklahoma, Patty Gasso. Coach, first and foremost, let's talk about my favorite topic, you. How's the knee feeling? How you doing through 10 games right now? Is everything on point where it needs to be for you uh, physically with the knee right now? It is. I'm good to go. Good. All in. Good. Good. I love to hear it. Um, glad you're doing well. Travel adjustments this week, but hey, that's part of the game early in the season. How do you feel like the team has kind of responded to a little bit of an earlier trek out to Palm Springs? Yeah, it's tough, but it's it's absolutely necessary if we want to ensure that we're going to get to Palm Springs. So um, they understand. It's just a tough time for them academically, mm. uh, but we'll have more time out there to sit in uh, study hall and try to get caught up, make sure they're not falling behind. How and again, I've I've obviously learned a lot about these early season events, Coach, and being around for a couple years now. How big are these just for families and recruiting and just for the, the team to be a part of? Because, man, this – Mary Nutter especially, it's almost a celebration of the sport for four or five days. It is. It's like a massive carnival, really. <laughs> um, and you are one of the animals – uh, that people are coming to see. So you, um, there's no way to get away from it. There's no gates or fences or really security. So you have to count on your own people to kind of help uh, put a bubble around your team because you're so easily accessible to right. any fans or anyone that wants to come up and touch you or get your autograph or talk to you, and it's really difficult on that side. But, um, look, the fields are not up to par by any means. But why we go out there is weather, recruiting. A lot of our recruits will be there, or kids that we are recruiting, like to come out from SoCal and NorCal to come watch this event. Great competition. We're going to have really good competition all in one place. It's really a great way to showcase your program. A lot of people come out and watch uh, the Sooners. I know it's the uh, same weekend as Sooners in the desert, so there's going to be uh, our administrators out there, some big donors out there. So it's kind of a win-win-win all over the place. Yeah, I keep forgetting about that. Um, Sooners in the desert out there. But it's an awesome event. I love, I love being a part of it. And you're right. They need to do something about the fields. I remember my first year watching a pitcher get hurt in the bullpen uh, that cost us a bit. But hopefully they'll continue to work to upgrade that. Speaking of pitchers, the Oklahoma Sooners have hit more home runs than they've allowed hits this year. That's pretty incredible when you consider just how on point Jordy Ball – Hope Trout wine. Um, it's just, it's been impressive. Nicole May to see how they've been so far this season, coach. But you saw this coming with the way that they were throwing against your hitters, right? Yeah, I didn't know if it was for real. I just thought, wow, we all of a sudden, maybe we're just not as good hitters as we were last year or what. I didn't know how good we were going to be until I saw it against a really good team or good teams, and we faced some good ones already. Um, 
you know, they're kind of feeding off of each other. And uh, between Jordy and Hope and uh, Nicole May, they're just feeding off of each other. And, I, and I'm feeding off of it, too. So I'm looking at our defense saying, look, no one is scoring. These guys allow a walk. We're going to get out of it. Runs are not going to score because we aren't making plays behind them. So there's this really um, kind of focused excitement about the idea of not giving up runs. And thus far, we've given up two. They've both been unearned. But these pitchers have it going on. It's a nice tag team, and uh, they feed off each other. You should hear them in the dugout. They're very uh, engaged when someone else is pitching, and they're right in the middle of it. So um, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch them root for each other and and just kind of tag team through this. Are you um... – and again, listen, I, we're 10 games in. There's a long way to go. There's going to be a hell of a challenge this weekend with Arizona and Tennessee back-to-back on Saturday. And, you know, there's tough games to come in the Big 12. But how shocked are you? Well, I probably shocked is in the world. I'm, I'm shocked. How awesome is it to see how quickly Hope Troutwine has kind of integrated herself, not just into the rotation, but, man, she's got a big personality. She's funny. She's... I mean, almost a perfect transfer so far for this team. She fits right in. It, it has been an absolute joy having her around. Just her her personality, like you said, is always upbeat. I've never seen I – I wouldn't know how to get her upset or mad. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. And not that I'm trying, but she, um, she has learned so much from Jen Rocha and – really helped her physically as well but she's learning she's doing so much uh, in the film room and learning about hitters and learning how to set them up and there's just so much that she didn't know that she's learning now that's making her want to go into potentially coaching and being a pitching coach in college so it's fun to talk to her because she's giddy she's like a kid that just kind of got a new present and loves it and it's just can't get enough of it. And that's been really fun to watch. And by the way, I don't know if it's been put out there yet. Maybe I'm not supposed to do this, but she's been named the Big 12 Pitcher of the Week. So um, deserving. So she's just at the beginning stages of being at her best. Look at us breaking news. So not only uh, do you have Hope Troutwine, who threw the five-inning no-hitter, but you've also had a pitching staff that combined on a perfect game to start the season, not too shabby. And before we talk a little bit about Jossie, Coach, I do want to talk about that defense. I'm glad we have a gold glove this year because I'm ready to just give two to the left side of the infield. Uh, Grace Lyons, <laughs> smooth as always, but... Man, Janet Johns, talk about leveling up. She's looked fantastic, not just at the not just at the field, but also at the plate too. Yeah, yeah, she's been real. She came out with a bang, and I think I know. You know, you and I have talked about this, and the the thing that's really elevated our team is is competition on at the practice field. So our pitchers are fighting against each other, but at the same time they're rooting for each other because they know that they need to be a tight-knit group, but 
I got Alyssa Burrito right right next to Gianna Johns, right next to Grace Lyons. I mean, there's competition all over the field. And there's still battles going on to see who's going to be in the lineup. And Gianna Johns is pretty much telling me, don't even think about taking me off the field. And it's not just by what she's doing offensively, but you're right. The plays she's made have been fantastic. And, She's throwing off of her stomach, which is a new version of uh, getting it out. There's just, uh, she's been like a vacuum over there. It's been fun to watch her. Threw out someone from her belly. You're right. And, the, and by the way, I, you know what? I made a bad call on that. Because I went back and watched the, the replay. Coach, I said maybe the runner had slowed down a little bit. She hadn't. The runner out of the batter's box was still grinding down the baseline, and Jana Johns threw her out. It was, it's been incredible. And then, listen, I, I I like to ask you about you know the the rotations because I'm fascinated by the amount of talent and competition. But what's going on at first base right now is really fun to watch. Elam has been grinding to learn that position. Uh, Neeners is a really and Neeners, by the way, is Taylor Snow. Why is their nickname Neeners? None of us have been able to find out, but I love the nickname. Taylor's over there. Grace Green has taken advantage of her opportunities. You know, Kinsey Hansen could play there if necessary. Coach, that battle at first base is really fun. It is, and it really allows us for matchups. You know, like we got lefties over there, you got righties over there. But right now, Neeners is hitting over 600, and and that doesn't bode well for the others that are trying to break in there. So uh, we still are giving opportunities. And what, one thing about Lindsay Elam, she can play first, and she can do a great job behind the plate. She always has and always will. So um, there's room, again, and I know this sounds ridiculous, but when we stop play at five innings, it's just really limiting some of these kids that are trying to get off the bench and into the lineup. And you got to almost like make changes in the second inning if you think that this is going to be a five-inning game. And that's really been challenging. And, you know, probably a uh, boo-hoo for you. <laughs> it's just players. Players want to bat. They want to prove themselves, you know. So that's what we're dealing with. All right, Coach, it sounds like you've reached your destination, so I've saved the best question for last. How exciting. I, I love the shot of you in the background uh, with your fist in the air when Jossie hit 95. How fun is it to just watch how she's progressed, not just as a hitter but as a person? She's really grown up since that first series out in Arizona and that first home run against Weber State, man. She's she pretty special. She is, and I didn't re- reach my destination. Uh-oh. My husband took his seatbelt off. So, Poppy, come on. Uh, yeah, I had to. I owe him a phone car. call, too. Tell him I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to be your number one. He, hey, keeps he is. That. He's like, my guy. Don't tell me. Tell him. So, um, Jocelyn Allo, it, um, I was a little bit concerned about her just putting really unnecessary pressure on herself and the, first weekend I felt that and I'm like oh man here we go we're gonna you know it's just not a matter of if it's a matter of when and I just keep telling her like just it's happening so just chill I didn't expect her to go off the way she did in Houston and it was um quite a sight to see 
So we weren't quite ready, and I'm telling our group, like, hey, get get the pro, the GoPro ready and the dugout. Let's this could be happening, and uh, you know, we just weren't expecting it to happen like that. I mean, she went boom, boom, boom. Um, I just, I'm so happy for her. I think about Lauren. I called Lauren after it happened. Because uh, it's, you know, it's one thing to have a record, and then it's also kind of bummed when someone breaks it. But sure. if it's your girl, it's kind of cool in the same way. So uh, it was just relief and just pride of thinking when she first came here what, what we were dealing with. And she was very kind of a fish out of water in Oklahoma, very young, um, just trying to teach her a lot, trying to mold her a little bit, times that she kind of didn't want that, and then she did, and then she didn't. I've had to discipline her. I've had to love on her, but um, she has really turned into a woman that can handle what's going on, and it's been tremendous to watch what she's doing, and her family's celebration and her heritage and their celebration. It's such an honor to be part of that. You know, the Hawaiian flag is waving every game that we're playing. And just don't see, um, you know, you have, there's some elite football players that you've heard of from Hawaii that are in the pros. I just don't know that you've heard a lot of females. And Jocelyn takes this so personally it's such a big moment for her. Um, I don't know. I just can't tell you how special it's been. So I'm celebrating with her like I'm <laughs> one of her family members. Um, I, I will say I'm glad you mentioned Lo because I even – I sent Lo a note, like it matters if I reach out, but I sent Lo a note on Sunday. He said, I think it's really cool how you're embracing this because if, if, if she wanted to, I mean, Lo could – Say, listen, I was hurt for a year. They walked me all the time, but she's not. And I just, I think that's really cool, Coach. I think that says a lot about how you uh, coached these players. Because, again, I, even if it was someone at Arizona, there might be a different feel. And I know Jesse, Jessica Warren came close, and so did others. But I think it's really cool. And I think it says a lot about how you coached and how you breathed life into a lot of these players that Lauren Chamberlain doesn't look at this and say, how dare she break my record, but she's all in on it right now. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. Lauren's been a, a very close mentor to Jossie. They're, they're friends and they talk a lot. I know they talk a lot. And Lauren made her own Jersey with <laughs> Aloe's name on the back at the world series running around with her Jersey on. So uh, I just, I, I'm proud of Lauren and the way that she's embraced this and wanting to help it. And just, I think really wanting to keep it in Oklahoma and keep it in our program. This, this record is going to be very difficult to break. It's going to have somebody over the course of four years having to hit over 30 home runs a season. It's going to be a tough one because Jossie now she's reached it. And we're only we're starting our third week of the season, so there's more to come from her. And it was tough to break initially from Stacy Newman. It's it's been a long-standing home run record. So um, just proud of those two and how they're handling this and celebrating with each other. It's been great to watch. You're awesome. 
This is awesome. I love talking to you. Safe travels tonight, Coach. We'll see you out in L.A. tomorrow morning, and can't wait to get out in Palm Springs and see this team play. They're so fun. Are you going to make it? Yeah. Leaving, when are you leaving? I'm with Poppy. What can you say? I'm leaving. To, yeah, I'm, I can say. Oh. I'm leaving tomorrow morning. I'm in the non-essential group is how I've described us. If we don't make it, <laughs> the game still goes on, right? you you got to get down there. You and Jocelyn got to get down there to make sure all is well. Uh, I, I'm in the group that if we don't get there, we'll be fine. We'll, we'll be able to call the games no, from here. Look, there's a lot of people that need to hear from you. Better get there. Be there. I'll be, be on there. Time, Can't wait. All Thanks, right. Coach. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, sir. You're All awesome. Right. It's pa- Patty Gasso, the head softball coach at Oklahoma. <laughs> I do owe Poppy a call. I, bro, I'm not kidding, man. I was such an old man last night. Whenever I got home, it was just <clears throat> out. I don't. I, I literally had a conversation with my wife, and I started in on the exact same conversation this morning. She goes, you know, we we talked about this last night. Like, really? Yeah, you're leaving tomorrow. I'm like, I know. Did you know that? She goes, <laughs> How did you know? You told me. I'm excited. Listen, I I get to, you know, and a lot of people will be, make it very clear that I should be as grateful as I can. Uh, Coach Kale Gundy is one of them. That will make sure I know that I have one of the greatest jobs there is to follow this team, and he is absolutely a bazillion percent right. And I say this knowing that there's a lot of things that need to be upgraded out of Cathedral City. They've got to have a better uh, hitting facility for the girls. I mean, we have to go to a local high school, Josh, in order to hit before the games. This this is Chris Plank talking. Uh, not anyone with uh, with Oklahoma softball, so you can't get mad at them. But they deserve a better hitting facility. you got to bus to a stinking high school in order to get your batting practice. Or, and you know what? If you don't take batting practice, like 86 like little hitting cages where you have uh, you have tees and like every team is there on a hill taking uh, swings. So they, they have a lot still to do out there. But as far as you know the aesthetics of it, where you've got at any time four games going on involving nationally ranked teams. You know what I failed to ask Coach about? Sunday. I'll, you know what? We'll worry about Sunday when we get there. Gasso v. Gasso. How about that? I don't think Patty's ever coached against a family member. So, But, I mean, listen, you coach against your former players that's like family. Whenever we were in Mexico two years ago, three years ago, um, right before the season shut down, I think I can – DJ DJ is one of my boys, and he's a Raiders fan, so we're even tighter. There's a lot of Sundays with we're going to be okay conversations that are being had. There's a really long conversation with DJ Gasso after that Raiders-Chiefs game <laughs> to start the, early in the season. He's like, man, Derek Carr, bro, he's soft, soft. I'm like, no, dude, he's okay. We're going to be fine. But I'll never forget we're walking back, and DJ's just talking. He's like, get my job. Gonna beat you when we play you. It's gonna be great. Coach is calm. She's like, all right, okay, we'll see. And sure enough, DJ and the Utah Utes, he's their hitting coach, with Paige Parker as their pitching coach, take on Oklahoma this Sunday at 11 a.m. That's so cool. I need that game to be fast, by the way. My flight leaves at noon, coach. So if you could run rule them and do it quick, that'd make me very happy. It's okay to 
teach a difficult lesson in this one. Patty That's right, Coach, Coach, sometimes you just got to teach a youngin a lesson. <laughs> yeah, it's perfectly fine by this show. All right, listen, um, if you missed any of that, it will be available on the podcast archive page as soon as we're done. What's the hell? What's an archive page? Is it sportstock1400.podomatic.com? I should be fired. All right, we'll take a timeout. When we come back, uh, Aaron Rodgers stuff to get to. Oh, you basketball. We'll hear from Porter Moser about the difficulty of the quick turnaround. Plus, top five stories of the day right around the corner right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Twitter is fun. Uh, at Plank shows where you can hit me up. Chris pointed out, be on time, Plank, from Coach Casso. Am I getting this reputation of cutting it close, Coach? I think the concern is our flight is at 7.30 a.m. That's early. The bus is leaving at 5.30 a.m. Now, as it stands right now, I ain't riding a bus at 5.15 a.m. But <laughs> the bus, as I understand it, is to the Oklahoma City airport. So put me in the $7 a day long-term parking and I'm good. Yep, no worries. No worries at all. Until my wife is like, you don't need to be paying for parking. I'll come pick you up. Which sucks because picking me up from the airport is like 12th on the priority list. It's like, oh, listen, i got to run to Sam's. i got to go by the mall. <laughs> and the kids have I'll to. I'll get there when I can. I'll, I'll, I'll get there. I sat at the. <laughs> don't tell on me. Any of y'all that uh, happened, don't tell on me. But on the Sunday that I flew separate from the team. Um, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Monday when I flew separate from the team back from Irvine, my wife dropped me off at the airport, and I was like, "Now listen, Monday when I fly back, it's going to be right around two. So, you know, it'd be nice if you got me before you got the kids from school." Uh, yeah, she showed up to give me like four. It's like I'm sitting, I'm sitting at the airport so long that I'm getting that look. How about this? I was at the airport for so long when I realized that th- that the kids were getting picked up from school before me, Josh, that as I was walking around the terminal, I thought, I guess I need to go get my bag. They took my bag like to the American Airlines area or wh- whatever airline we were on. Like, that's my bag. It's like, man, I've been sitting down here for a while. Like, I don't have anywhere to go. I know s- some of you might say, just Uber. Think about this. If we're trying to save money, by not parking in long-term parking, Uber would be, I don't know, like me taking $100 out of the ATM for no reason. Yeah, probably so, not advised. So long-term parking, here I come. But yeah, I I appreciate you catching that, Chris. That was pretty funny. Um, can we hit on one other thing that I saw on Twitter this morning real quick before we get to basketball? Yeah. Oh, and KC uh, Ping with a very funny tweet on the Aaron <laughs> Rodgers situation. Did you see this? Ping writes, I think we're missing the one point of all of this. Aaron Rodgers is a wine guy. And issues with chugging beer is further evidence. That's all I need to know about him. <laughs> Remember whenever they had the incident, was it at a Bucks game, where uh, the, the Packers offensive lineman, his boy David um, Tari, was slammed the beer and he pointed at Aaron Rodgers and Rodgers kind of did the wave and took a little drink and – well done. Good catch, Casey. Kindle uh, tweeted us earlier, just wanted you to know that I loved listening to your show. It's been a lot of fun. It's a love day. Listen, we want to hear it. I love you guys. Past tense. <laughs> loved. loved you guys. Um, 
One of my favorite tweets as we segue to something, and by the way, Kendall hit this, hit me up, several of you guys have, on this tweet from Jaden Hazelwood. One of my favorite tweets I've ever seen, and I was looking for it and I can't find it, and I'm sure one of you guys can. But there was an awesome tweet that someone sent out, maybe it was like a year ago. And it went something along the lines of, there's always someone arguing or making a point with nobody on the internet. Like, I thought y'all said Steph Curry wasn't that great of a shooter. Right? Everyone, there's always somebody that's out there arguing a point that no one is 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 arguing against. Oh, I thought I thought y'all said Tom Brady was a really good, wasn't a very good quarterback. It's like no no one's no one's saying, right? It's just there's sometimes whenever arguments are being made. That it's like nope, nobody's nobody's pushing back against you, bro. Nobody's saying that. And I just I don't know where that came from from Jane Hazelwood this morning. Because honestly, and, and I know there's a few guys on Twitter, usually it's it's like first name and then a bunch of letters after it, who have some really challenging opinions. Maybe it's a good way to put it so I don't get in trouble. And then there are certain guys that just hate everything. Oh, student pitchers gave up two hits this week. Must not be that good, right? It's just there's people like that. But I don't know if I've ever, and I mean ever, seen more love and support for guys like Jane Hazelwood and Spencer Rattler and Austin Stogner. I don't know in the history of guys transferring if there's ever been a more universal, gosh, I hope they go and I hope they crush it. I really, and I like Jaden Hazelwood a lot. He was always really good to me. And I, Spencer, he, they were always really good to this here reporter. So in my world, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to watch Arkansas and root for him. I'm going to watch South Carolina root for those dudes. So when he tweeted this morning, I never understood how the OU fans call me soft when I literally joined the hardest conference in, the, in football and the toughest side, TBH. Hashtag SEC, sorry, not sorry. I don't remember anyone calling you soft. I don't think I've seen that anywhere. It takes me back to the point. Guys yelling for no reason. If there's one dude out of 8,000 people, I almost said 8,100. What number is 8,100, Josh? But if there's one dude that's like, man, you soft for leaving. That's, that's not all OU fans. That's... One freaking troll. I I don't get it. I, everyone feels like they need to use things for motivation, right? Everyone has to find a way to put their chip on their shoulder. But I, where, where does something like that come from? A couple of tweets that were not supportive of the move transferring from Oklahoma to Arkansas. I, I do think Jaden – if you're listening, dude, when you transfer from a school, it's not going to be all rainbows and sh- sunshines, buddy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if maybe you need to hear that, but there's going to be a couple of OU fans, Arkansas fans, UCLA fans, Alabama fans. There's going to be some jerks when you make a decision to leave somewhere, but don't paint Oklahoma fans with this brush that it has been. By any stretch of the imagination, 
largely a negative reaction to Jaden Hazelwood's decision to transfer to Arkansas. It's been largely positive. And I would say overwhelmingly positive. Am it, I getting too carried away it, then? Quite. Fr- it No, I don't think you're carried away there. I think that's accurate. And I would say maybe maybe it is time to toughen up a little bit, Jaden. If you're going to be tweeting about how Oklahoma fans are calling you soft, that is a little soft. <laughs> when, in fact, that's not even the case that what has happened here. I just don't. I've never. It, it, I mean, if. You can nitpick. Like, I, you know, Jonas Knox is my boy and I love him to death. But he always retweets like what one troll says. Like, why give that any credence? Why let one or two people that might say, oh, it's weak that you're leaving? That's going to happen everywhere. Welcome to the internet. More specifically, welcome to social media, dude. It's, It's pathetic, but it is what it is. And I just – that didn't sit well with me. It, it really didn't, especially with how incredibly supportive – well, I, I don't want to put a percentage on it, but at the very least, like 80 to 90% of the fan base has been for a guy who, let's face it, did not meet expectations no, in a Sooner uniform. Did not live up to the five-star rep that he came in with. Not even close. And for this crew that's incredibly active on social media – and has been scorned the way they have this offseason. I don't know. I, I just thought that that didn't sit well with me. You can be mad. You can try to generate things. But don't make stuff up. Right? Come with receipts at least. Like, for instance, if I wanted to complain about how awful the production is on the first draft podcast because all Todd McShay is doing is eating and blowing his nose while everyone else is talking, it would be wise of me to go to the comments section and see 8,000 other people that are complaining with me. When you just make a blanket statement and you can't at least throw a few tweets out there to say, look at this, look at this guy, look at this. It just I don't know. I've I spent too much time on it. Sooner fans, that's BS. You don't deserve to be painted in a light like that. This dude is given more support by Oklahoma fans when he transferred than maybe even he deserved. But it's just to basically then say, oh, he called me soft. Nobody is calling you soft. Nobody. <laughs> and for that one or two person that doesn't have an Avi that's calling you soft. Yeah, yeah the, the, the guy that has the shadow head who has a bunch of numbers after his name or zero followers. What are we doing? Stop it. All right, listen, uh, it's 1038. And I appreciate you guys for tagging me on that. I really do because that's something in, 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 in my mind that I completely would have overlooked and not talked about today. Like my man Travis Crosby making sure that I keep tabs on Bracketology Trap. I appreciate it. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Please know that. It's all in the name of entertainment. I appreciate you guys tagging me on that too. What are we doing, Jaden? Buckets over there? Did that fall? Oh, that was a no look. All right, we got a break. When we come back, I talked to Jamie Pollard a little bit yesterday, and there tends to be a lot of confusion over one major issue in college football, Josh. And it gets back to one of my favorite questions and one of my favorite all-time gifts. Do you like money? <laughs> Why? 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 We'll talk about it next. So, I want to talk about playoffs. We got the top five stories of the day. Um, Air Comfort Solutions text line at 651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Law offices of Rod Polston. If you want to go the old school way and pick up the phone and give us a call, 405-329-9000. 
Uh, and we're always, always on Twitter at Josh on Ref. I'm at Plank Show. Now, Josh, how in have you been on the playoff expansion talks? Or maybe what broke on Friday, the lack of expansion for the four-team playoff for the foreseeable future? Obviously, saw the news come across, and I, I was on the the air when That's Heather, right. Heather Dinich broke the report, and I, I didn't go back and listen to what she and Paul Feinbaum and others were saying right there, the talking heads, when it first broke. But, uh, I mean, sounds like no college football playoff expansion until 2026, which I don't think you know matters a whole lot. For Oklahoma, it, it in terms of winning a national championship, to me, it just sort of is what it is. It's kind of the proof is in the pudding. you got to be one of those top four to win the national championship. And if you are one of those top four coming out of the SEC, if you're good enough to get in, then guess what? You'll be good enough to get in. If, if you're one of the other like four or eight that they would add through expansion, probably you're not good enough to win a national championship. I... I find myself in a position where I'm just, you know, as perplexed as I am over Jaden Hazelwood creating some sort of controversy that's not there with OU fans calling him soft. I'm also very confused by this. I was trying to work up an analogy so I can't so I can't come up with one so I'll just be blunt. If anybody would be anti-playoffs based on everything that's happened feeling like there was scheming behind his back, seeing his two, I don't know, sugar daddies go off to another conference. If anyone, anybody said, I don't think we should expand, I think we need to revisit everything in college athletics, I'm mad, I'm hurt, they left me, it would be Bob Bowlesby, right? And you would understand it. It's like, ah, yeah. Bowlesby was negotiating in that room with Greg Sankey, and Sankey took Oklahoma and Texas. So if anyone wants to be mad about the the, the playoff expanding from 4 to 12 and the process that led to it, then yeah, yeah, Bob Bowlesby and the, the Big 12 would make some sense. Josh, he's one of the most outspoken proponents of it. I mean, what? Because I'm serious. There is no way. I mean, absolutely no way that the Pac-12, Big Ten, or ACC are holding this up for any reason other than the petty frustration over Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC. That's it. I mean, I'm getting big-time Dan Beebe vibes from this dude that's running the ACC. Because, and by the way, I'm getting Keystone Cop vibes from this alliance in general because there's nothing that they're aligned on except that they're voting against the playoffs. All of them are doing for dif- different reasons. This Jim Phillips guy's like, I think we need to have a conversation, a deeper conversation about college sports, and this is how we use it, and this is what we're going to do. Pac-12, I-, I don't even know if they know why they voted against it. Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl says we don't want to. Right. And, and they came out and said – We support all 12 of the proposed expansion plans for the playoffs. I mean, the Pac-12 went out of its way to say, 
We got we're we're here. And then voted against it. Yeah, basically the Big Ten got on the the phone and said, No, no, no you're no. against this. Right. And the and, and even the Big Ten, if you're like, well, they're they're outspokenly against the playoffs. Okay, that's great. But then other issues that this alliance is supposed to create, like a scheduling line. A big Ten said, yeah, you know, I don't really know if that does much for us playing games against the ACC and the uh, and the Pac-12. It just doesn't. So they're staying at nine conference games. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it, Josh. There's five hundred million dollars on the table here that they're basically saying, ah, we're good. Maybe once the Big Ten officially gets that NBC deal, then maybe they'll dance. Maybe. Maybe. Do you, do you realize that if the Big Ten goes to NBC, that, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know what Fox is going to do. I really don't. Because there's not going to be any other tier. <laughs> if you're paying a billion dollars, you're getting everything. And then they own the Big Ten network, so what, does that go with it? Does it go away? I don't know. It's a fascinating time right now on that front. A la carte Fox, Big 12 and Pac-12. Yeah, yeah and, and putting USC games on at 9 a.m. That'll be a blast. I can't wait. 9 a.m. Pacific time, of course. But anyway, I just, I, I'm very perplexed by this. I don't know what to believe. I don't know what's real. But, oh, I'm sorry. I, I talked through the Rod Stewart bump. But I do know this much, Josh. If anyone wanted to be mad and slow this down because of – Oklahoma and Texas leaving, it's Bob Bowlesby. And good old Bob Bill Bowlesby has been all over playoff expansion. Well, of course he has. He's trying to secure a bid for this new look Big 12. He's trying to have the auto bid in. Yet, everyone else. Oh. Oh. <laughs> all right, quick break. It's the Plank Show. Top five stories today coming up right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Do you know a world that I wasn't aware of how in-depth it is, is the bracketology world? Oh, yeah, there's a lot going on. you got the palms of the world. You've got Lenardi. You've got a bunch of other dorks. That is a great way to put it. Uh, you've got this thing called the heat check index, which I won't lie to you, I wasn't very familiar with. And every time I, I click on it, I get something completely different to try to learn about it. But let's just say as far as the heat check index is concerned, uh, Oklahoma's got a little work to do. Is that, is that a fair way to put it? <laughs> yeah. Um, now, the good news is you play in the Big 12, so every game is a big-time game, at least for the analytics and the number crowd. As famously, we all learned, every game matters. Every game matters. Oklahoma in this thing called the Heat Check Index is currently number 44 ahead of TCU, which is considered to be one of the last four in. Um, their power is 63.2. But right now they're still projected to be out of the NCAA tournament while TCU is projected to be a 9 seed. Sweep Texas Tech tonight, and who knows? Then we're talking again. I guess – I guess this is really dumb to me. And, and again, I'm not trying to pick on the nerds here, but how can you have an index that has three, four, like six teams that are ranked ahead of a squad that you see is out of the tournament? Doesn't that kind of 
I don't know, dispute the whole idea of your rankings. Like when your team is 34 in your quote-unquote heat check rankings and they're out of the tournament, if you have a team that's 27 in your rankings and they're out of the tournament like North Carolina is, I mean, Josh, does that kind of, I don't know, throw a little water on your tournament index rankings? Yeah, it doesn't make a, doesn't make them look all that great. I mean, you would think that if you – have a team in your top 25. That they're they in. in. That's right. a lock. <laughs> nope, they're out. Granted, that team is Indiana, so maybe y'all need to readjust your metrics. But yeah, uh, Brad Evans, I was reading his bracketology. He has He's had Oklahoma out for a little bit. And, I mean, you need to win tonight. So we're going to hear more from Porter Moser coming up next hour. Quick segment here to lead you right into the top five stories of the day, which is next. We haven't even talked about the handshake fiasco reaction and the penalties for Juwan Howard, which will kick off the top five stories of the day next in Hour 3 on The Plank Show.